let me just give you some facts. You raise the Fed funds borrowing rate. You pull liquidity out of the system, mm -hmm. quantitative easing versus quantitative tightening. Right. Okay. You're pulling liquidity out of the markets. Yes. With the accelerated increases in Fed interest rate, you're trying to get more volatility. You're trying to move things like the treasuries out. You're trying to increase these interest rates, which impact home prices, which impact demand because demand without affordability is not demand. These are just mathematical equations. These are not opinions. I want to make sure right. I stress that once again. Okay. Right. Unemployment is the natural and probable consequence of all of these things. And salaries dropping are too. Right. That doesn't mean just your employer is going to go back out to you and say, you're going to make less money this year. Right. But they're going to offer less money for similarly situated positions over time as budget cuts and things that are, are, are taken uh, and these measures are taken by companies in order to reduce the amount of layoffs they have to do and increase their profitability. Hello, friends, and welcome to the Higher Standard Podcast, where we give you ultra-premium, unfiltered truth when it comes to building your wealth and curating the lifestyle of your dreams. No games, no drama, and no shenanigans. I am your host, Chris Nahibi, and I'm here to help you distill the immense amount of information and disinformation out there on the interwebs and give you the opportunity to choose a higher standard for yourself. There are no gurus here, and no one gives a damn about how wealthy you look. I'm an attorney and a banker, amongst other things. Does that mean you should listen to me? Hell no. This is just full disclosure that while we talk about money, wealth, law, investing, and a lot of related topics, you should always speak to your own advisors for an opinion tailored to your unique investment perspective. I am obligated to tell you that nothing contained in this show is in fact legal or investment advice and is being provided solely for entertainment purposes. So sit back, relax your mind, and get ready for a different kind of podcast where we elevate your baseline in crispy, high-resolution audio. This isn't a different standard. It's the higher standard. Go ahead. I'll let you do the intro. But you just, you, what, is that why you're watching? <laughs> I can't believe I fell for that. This is the higher standard, everyone. I am Chris Nahibi. That over there, the comic genius sitting next to me is Saeed Omar. Hello, everybody. If you like this show, please go ahead and subscribe, whether that's on Apple or on Spotify, and leave us an honest five-star review. And if you skip this, Saeed, say it again. I'm <laughs> <laughs> so we start off the top with something that Saeed did not want me to start with because he's a terrible human being. According to Reuters, U.S. judges declare Biden's student debt relief plan unlawful. Mm -hmm. And it got immediately appealed. Shh, stop. Okay, <laughs> don't be that guy. Or right, let me have a moment. Okay, have your moment. This, I called. I said the similar situated people being treated so differently was unconstitutional mm -hmm. and i gave two great examples on a previous show you should go back and listen to mm -hmm. okay people who refinance their debt yep to a lower rate moved out of federal student back stuff but Pell grant grants whatever it might have been into, into private debt just to have a better rate and it's a smart thing to do right or people who got out of school made good money and now make more than the income cutoffs they didn't get the student debt relief right well guess what midterms happen and then boom whammy texas court federal <laughs> court says unconstitutional mm -hmm. And Saeed's all pouty-faced about this. I'm not all pouty-faced. I would just like some people to get some free money. That, that, that's not... That and it helped... Mean, and it helped I think it helped like 80 or 90% of the people. Now, I get it. Okay, it could, stop. That's there's, just there's constitutional. An there's an argument to be made that it's... Not he used a wartime act but, in order to get the power to do this. But it served more than like 90% of the people. Bro, the president unilaterally just gave away trillions of dollars. Was it, billions it, or whatever the hell it was. Wouldn't be the first time. Let me see. It was 1.6 trillion. But it wouldn't be the first time. 
Come on, man. Come on, man. And the and the guy that ruled against it was a judge that was appointed by oh, your boy, this, by Uncle don't, Donnie. Don't, don't. We're not going to make it political. We just started the show. Hey, I'm going to have to kick ass in the first, what, two <laughs> minutes? On, what, it's been two minutes. I'm going to okay. kick ass. We won't right. get conspiratorial. From, from, from the ruling, okay, in a 26-page ruling, 26 pages. This isn't okay? over. That's not all politics. This all right? isn't 20, over. Shut up. 26 pages, Pittman said it was irrelevant if Biden's plan was good public policy addressing your I want people to get money mm-hmm. position mm-hmm. because the program was, and I'm quoting here, one of the largest exercises of legislative power without congressional authority in the history of the United States. Would it be the first time that this has happened? No, it'd be one of the largest. Did you not re listen to the quote that I just yeah, read? It's one, of, it's one of the largest. Is it the largest? <laughs> Pittman wrote that the HEROES Act, a law that provides loan assistance to military personnel and that was relied upon by the Biden administration to enact the relief plan, did not authorize the $400 billion student loan forgiveness program. Right. Right. No, I get just, it. just to be clear here. There's, def- there's an argument to be made. The HEROES Act was a war... Time I don't, function. I don't understand why they chose to use the Heroes Act because anytime they've because any other pitch was unconstitutional. That's why this is unconstitutional. No, they've they've made pitches in the past not using the Heroes Act to forgive to forgive loans. They could have gone a different route. You know, I wasn't gonna read the rest of this, but I'm gonna read I'm gonna read one more sentence just because I feel like it's driving the point home to you. Okay, I not can't. the audience, you. Okay, quoting from his 26 page ruling against this mm-hmm. for being unconstitutional. Yeah, Pittman said. In this country, we are not ruled by an all-powerful executive with a pen and a phone. Yeah. What if it was a pen and a fax machine? Would that yeah, work? Yeah. Whatever. Instead, we are ruled by a constitution that provides for three distinct and independent branches of government, meaning that he leveraged something he should not have leveraged. This is constitutional. This congressional action should have been the way this goes. I'm sorry. It's unconstitutional. Right. I want people to get it to... I don't get me wrong, like I, but I do think similar situated people being treated unequal or unequal is wrong. Mm-hmm. I don't like it. Right. I'm with you. Mm-hmm. Neither do I. Unfortunately, Dr. Joe Biden is probably celebrating some wins right about now as it relates to things like CPI. Even though he has nothing to do with it. Nothing to do with it. Well, maybe a little bit. Maybe a little it. bit. Yeah, yeah, yeah we're, we're going to get into that. So... The article came out this morning. I put it in the show notes before Saeed because I'm responsive oh, and responsible. God, got, I was so mad. I, I know mean, you were. Yeah. I, I got it in there. I was so happy when it was in there. Quoting from the article, the Consumer Price Index, a key inflation barometer, jumped by 7.7% in October relative to a year earlier. Mm-hmm. The smallest 12-month increase since January of 2022. Economists expected a 7.9% annual increase, according mm-hmm. to the Dow Jones. And I personally did think that this was going to have an eight-handle. Right. And we didn't we didn't predict this, so it's not one of those predictions that we got wrong. I certainly would have gotten it wrong had we made a prediction. This was surprising. Right. So what a lot of people are saying that is now for June when it was at 9.1%, they're expecting that now that's the peak. Because to start off the year in January, it was 7.5%. And it, w- it crept up to 9.1% in June. And since June, it's tick- ticked down to 77 But a big reason that we think has to do with this is the boy, Dr. Joe Biden, was mm-hmm. tapping in to the Strategic Petroleum Reserve, right? Which brought gas prices down right before the midterms. Yeah. Yeah. There's a lot, there's a lot of similarities to the timing of a lot of this stuff. A lot of, stuff. So like so a guess, lot of this midterm stuff happened. So guess what? Now he's going to, you know, st- take a step back from that. And now watch. Gas prices are going to go up. And don't be surprised. If CPI starts to tick back up the other way. 
You're doing a lot of finger pointing at me while you're having this conversation. You want to talk about <laughs> yeah, this? No, this no. Is my inner rage? Yeah. Like, is this the whole thing you mad about? I actually, I actually didn't know much about the Strategic Petroleum Reserve, so I'm just going to read it for the listeners. It's, a, it's an emergency stockpile of petroleum maintained by the United States Department of Energy. So it's basically like a reserve for gases, and it's held in Louisiana and Texas. They have underground tanks there. It holds up to 714 million barrels. So I, I was aware this is so I, has the two million barrels a day that that OPEC cut out started to impact things like yet though. Yeah, I think it has. I don't. I don't think we've seen the full force of that in reporting figures yet. I, I think the inflation numbers right now are not representative. But I will say, core inflation did come down too. Core inflation did come down. Core inflation uh, for the month of October ticked uh, from September to October went from six point six percent down to six point three. So that right there is what I think a lot of people who are the non-hawkish, if you will, of the the Fed policy are saying, this is the start of inflation peaking. And every single time there's an inflation print, and I want to just pause and say this right now, because a mm -hmm. lot of people listening are like, bro, I hear this every single time this prints. It's true. Mm -hmm. Every single time it prints, you hear someone say, inflation has peaked, man. Mm -hmm. it's, it's all coming down from here. Give them Go, market, go. And here's what, here's what happened now. Because both these things came out unexpectedly lower, not a lot lower, but a little bit lower. Mm -hmm. I mean, 7.9% was predicted. It came down to 7.7%, yeah. right? Because of that, the optimism market, the market swung. It was like a thousand point swing in the Dow. The Treasury started to dip down a little bit, which in that. influenced mortgage rates. And what happens is you're going to see a dip in mortgage rates. Right. Don't overthink it, people. This is just what happens when you get this optimism in the market. This is behavioral economics. And people are hoping, and I'm, key word here, hope, big asterisk, big bold letters, flashing in neon, hoping that inflation is peaked, but there is no data to suggest that. And there mm -hmm. won't be for at least one or two more prints of inflation numbers. So I agree. Hold on tights, 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 hold tights. on to your tights, hold on to your tights, your spanks. This is very nice. Yeah. I like it. Hold on tight, strap in, put your tray tables and seat backs in the locked and upright positions. You might not be off this ride yet. Mm -hmm. You could be on the runway for a long time. Yeah, That's I, not a good experience. I did see that the 10 year note was down 25 basis points. And that usually takes a couple months to move that much, but that moved that much in a day. And that's so that's the elasticity returning to the economy. That that's right. a great thing. That, that's a good symbol as well. You're mm -hmm. starting to see a lot of things, like a lot a lot of movement in the economy in response to the things that we're seeing in not only in the news, but obviously these prints and certainly the, the responses in the markets. These are all good things. And I think people are like, oh my God, wild swings. That's not good. But you're you're starting to get some volatility, some elasticity back. Right. That that that's good. These are these yeah. are good trends to see. But what I will tell you that is not particularly good. Was I started once again, like we did this in the last time that the CPI print was out there. I started to dive into the numbers and the numbers are not good. Not good at all. So to give you an idea, this one blew me away because mm -hmm. I got more stuff on this too. What? Yeah. Look at you doing homework. Mm -hmm. Here's the inflation breakdown for October 2022 in one single chart. I'm just going to read you some of the highlight real stuff. Mm -hmm. These are some of the core categories plus other items with notable year-over-year -year changes in prices. However, I should point out to all of you, the listeners out there, not Saeed because he knows everything no, no. and he's a Nobel laureate in the making. <laughs> in the making, right? Baby. So <laughs> the CPI number of 7.7% you see is an average of all of these categories. And there's a lot of them. These are clearly not going to be all of them. Mm -hmm. But what I want you to keep in mind is some of the categories that are not over 7.7%, the lower portion of the average, are probably not things you spend a lot of money on. Good point. So if you spend a lot of money on things like airfares and eggs and food at work or school, yeah. those probably went up a lot. And by way of example, let me tell you what a lot is. Yeah. Thank you. You're welcome. Yeah. <laughs> food at work and school increased 95.2% year over year. Holy cow. 95.2%. Eggs. You want to go to the grocery store and buy eggs? 
Be prepared to pay 43% more for your eggs, for your huevos. Yeah, for your huevos. Huevos. For airfare, like we reported previously, it hasn't, hasn't moved a whole lot. I think the last time we proved it was like 43%. Well, it's 42.9% mm-hmm. increase in airfare. Butter and margarine, weird, 33.6% increase. Public transportation, 28.1% increase. Healthcare, fucking healthcare, man, 20.6%. Some countries have this for free. Right. 20.6%. Utility piped gas service, and I know you like this because it had the word piped yeah, in it. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. 20% increase. You know me so well. For your piped stuff. Yeah, for your piped stuff. Gasoline, all types, 17.5%. Roasted coffee, really? Even your Starbucks? Damn. 15.6%. Pet food! Come on, man, to feed the pets? Yeah, exactly. 15%. Poultry, 14.9%. Bread, 14.8%. Milk, 14.5%. Frozen fruit and vegetables, Mm 14.1%. Now, I'd like to pause here and say that we're about at the double what the average inflation and this is. And this is why the Fed likes to look at core inflation where it strips out food and energy. Electricity, 14.1%. Right. Food at home, 12.4%. I could go on and on and on at nauseum. I'll tell you, the overwhelming majority of the things that we spend on every day as a consumer mm-hmm. is over double what the reported inflation is, 7.7%. Yeah, and to, go, and to go further on that, I know there's a lot of speaking heads talking about this and really starting to sell talking heads speaking about talking this? heads yeah speaking about yeah talking heads i can translate for you so yeah, please yeah. continue yeah they're all they're all trying to celebrate and say okay look we got inflation starting to get under control it's starting to head in the right direction but what everyone should really still be focusing on is a 7.7 percent interest or inflation rate means prices are still going up right and i read an article earlier today that detailed that saying that to put things into perspective that means prices are doubling every nine years at a 7.7 percent interest rate this is nothing to celebrate over prices for anything so if you if if inflation stayed at 7.7 percent which obviously oh, no one wants compounded with the compound that means you're that means price so that means a four hundred thousand dollar home average price of a home nine years from now would be eight hundred thousand dollars well, and also don't forget, too, like we talked about it on a lot on previous shows, for inflation to come down, 32% of inflation is rent or rent equivalents, which would be what your home price would be for you compounded into a rent type scenario to match what rent is. Right. That makes up 32% of inflation. Exactly. So for home prices to really be impactful to inflation, getting to the target rate of 2 to 3%, mm-hmm. those values need to come down. Yeah. This home is, values need to come down. This is, this is nothing that we should really be celebrating. If, if it does- I'm celebrating all this shit. What are you talking uh, about? If it, if it does actually start to trend downward and we get another CPI report where it's going in the right direction and then another one, then I would say, okay. And then another one. And another one. Yeah. Yeah. DJ Khaled. So by way of of a reference point that we've used consistently throughout the show, I went back to the Bloomberg terminal, Mm. typed in and uh, typed in to see what the the Fed interest hikes look like. So 12-14-2022, as of the date of this show, and we are recording on November 10th. Mm -hmm. There is a 228.1% probability of an interest rate increase by the Fed, which, if you recall, is a 50 basis point increase. Yes. For every 100% uh, probability, it's 25 basis points. Mm -hmm. Going to the next Fed interest rate increase in 2-1. Yeah. Right? 161.8%. So a little over a 25 basis points. So 25 basis points almost a lot there. So you're talking 75 basis points for the two of them. Right. Then you go into three. 
March 22nd, 2023, a 78.2% probability. Still a positive probability. 5-3-2023, a 34.3% positive probability. And you down to a 3.7% probability of six by June 14, 2023. And then everything else after that, 726, 920, 11, 1, 12, 13, they're all negative probabilities. Right. That negative probability references holding interest rates, not cutting them. Yeah, holding them, exactly. So the fact that it's going down to now potentially a 50 basis point rate hike is there's people are suggesting that this is the beginning of a Fed pivot, right? From and from the aggressive 75 basis point hikes. Now, I still think that there's uh, they're still going to get another CPI report before their next meeting, mm-hmm. which will be crucial. So it'll be interesting to see. And hopefully these things, like, I know consumer sentiment comes out tomorrow. Yeah. And I guarantee you it's, it's going to be an interesting report. Yeah. I don't think it's going to be as dark and as gloomy as we, we who listen to the show, who leave good five-star reviews, honestly, <laughs> and who really are in the know because they, they really participate. Ah, you thought you could skip that one. You're not skipping that review prompt. Get over there and review us now. <laughs> meow. Right, meow. Yeah. Yeah. And there's a lot of information coming out that I think is going to be interesting as far as the consumer sentiment. I'd be curious to see what the rhetoric is, mm-hmm. but I don't rely too heavily on that one. That was not really super data-driven. No, but it, it, makes me, it makes me feel good that, okay, people are listening and people are actually... They're not out there spending as much as they used to, and maybe they're actually you know, hoarding some cash. Well, speaking of negative and dark and gloomy news, your, your boy, Nouriel Rubini, a.k.a. Dr. Doom, is back at it again. Mm-hmm. We brought him up on a previous episode. We brought him up on a previous episode. Great economist. He says that it is, quote, mission impossible mm-hmm. to avoid a hard landing and will get the worst of the 1970s and the 2000s combined. I mean, it wouldn't be it wouldn't feel right if Doctor Doom was predicting a soft landing. I know, right? Yeah, no one gets softy at this point. No, no, no. we're all getting hardy. Yeah, in the U.S. history, can you be serious for five minutes? You just weirdo. In U.S. history, over the last sixty years, there <laughs> I'm just laughing at the same joke. Damn it! <laughs> it's terrible. It's terrible. In, the U- in U.S. history, over the last sixty years, there's never been an episode where inflation was above five percent. And unemployment was below 5%, currently 3.7%, for those of you who don't know. When the Fed started raising rates and avoided a hard landing, Rubini said, history suggests it's going to be near mission impossible to avoid the hard landing. Makes sense. Makes complete sense. But any continued economic downturn may result in something worse than the higher unemployment alone, Rubini warned. Multiple factors could collide to create a recession that combines the elements of the two worst financial crises in recent U.S. history, the 1970s energy shocks and the 2008 financial crash. Mm-hmm. I thought that was like a little dark because the Great Depression was the single worst recessionary economy we've ever gone through, right. um, October 29th, Um, And then you have the Great Recession, right, which wasn't as pivotal as a single day, but certainly interesting lehman brothers right right and i think there's there's something that could be lehman brothers now foreshadowing something we're gonna talk about later on the show mm-hmm. site has a death wish and he's gonna go after the crypto bros so no that's no, no that's not you. me you put it in the show notes Shh, nobody cares who put them in the show notes people <laughs> only care about how emotionally jovial you'll get okay okay whenever we talk you're happy now just thinking about talking about it in no the no no that's how messed up it is i was blown away by the story y'all don't yeah, don't stay tuned and emotional now that's terrible yeah. and then he's saying so the energy shocks of 1970s plus the Great Recession, which is the second worst recessionary economy in history. Right. This could be worse than two of those. I mean, 
you're basically saying well, he's this, combining this could, both of them. He's combining right. both of them. So you're basically saying this could be worse economically, worse than the Great Depression. Right. Well, which he, I find hard, really hard to believe. What I, what I think he's really touching on is like we already know that unemployment is going to go up. So that's that part of it is guaranteed. Yeah, man. But it's, we're at three point seven percent. Okay, coming out of the the, the Great Recession, even during the the period where we ended the official recession and it was declared afterward by National Bureau of Economic Research to not be a recession anymore. Right. Unemployment was still north of like, I think it was like 7%. No, no, I get it. But I mean, a lot of people right now, we already know savings are at an all-time low. Credit card debt's at an all-time high, right? And that's with unemployment being at 3.7%. What's going to happen when unemployment kicks up to 6 7%? Like we talked about on a previous episode, you know, bankruptcy is going to start ticking up. Yeah, but I feel like all this stuff where, where people have talked about these things that naturally probably happen, mm-hmm. the natural and probable consequence of what we're doing now. Right. The, the problem is, is, is it makes a lot of logical sense to somebody who believes in it. But there are a lot of people out there who are very smart people who are in the media talking the complete opposite point. I actually took a screenshot the other day and was going to share it on social media, decided not to. But it was like six articles on Apple News is like screen, right? Mm-hmm. And all six of them conflicted. It was someone like the Dr. Doom in this case saying that the worst is coming. Some people were saying oh, we've hit a pivot point. It's going to be better. And it, like, I'm just looking at this going like how, how, I mean, these are, these are all like, some of them are great economists, right? Some of them are great, you know, market makers and, and just really prolific people mm-hmm. in the finance sector. And they all have these differing views. Mm-hmm. It's really hard to look at this and go, okay, well, Saeed's right. Or, oh, okay. Chris is right. Which Chris is always right. But you know, <laughs> all these things, it's really hard to look at this because these people all have a pedigree. They all have experience. They all have resumes. Yeah. And they can't seem to get it right. So the natural and probable consequence sounds so bold to say. Right. But when you strip away the opinion, you strip away the, the pro forma future pro, you know, projections, and you look solely at just what the economy is doing, dude, let me just give you some facts. Okay. Here's the facts. All right. You raise the Fed funds borrowing rate. You pull liquidity out of the system, mm-hmm. quantitative easing versus quantitative tightening. Right. Okay. You're pulling liquidity out of the markets. Yes. With the accelerated increases in Fed interest, uh, Fed interest rate, you're trying to get more volatility. You're trying to move things like the treasuries out. You're trying to increase these interest rates, which impact home prices, which impact demand, because demand without affordability is not demand. These are just mathematical equations. These are not opinions. I want to make sure right. I stress that once again, okay? Right. Unemployment is the natural and probable consequence of all of these things, and salaries dropping are too. Right. That doesn't mean just your employers going to go back out to you and say, you're going to make less money this year. Right. But they're going to offer less money for similarly situated positions over time as budget cuts and things that are, are, are taken uh, and these measures are taken by companies in order to reduce the amount of layoffs they have to do and increase their profitability. Yeah, exactly. With, I mean, with higher interest rates, businesses are investing less, I meaning they're not expanding as much. They're not hiring as much. thousand percent. And we've already started to see a lot of layoffs. Uh, um, Meta just had a massive one, you know, yeah. thoughts and prayers go out to all those people who are probably looking for jobs right now. Yeah, exactly. real, A lot of people were impacted. A, a lot of people it was were like over 11,000 or some around crazy there. ass number. Some, exactly. And those are, those are people that probably don't have two jobs, you know, working yeah. at, working at Meta. So you, you know, people are going to be struggling financially. I don't see how you could put a positive spin on this. I'm not, I'm not in that camp. And I'm, and Adam asked me to do that in the last time we spoke and, and I, and I was Put a, positive trying, spin, put a positive spin on it on everything we're going through now and there is a, there is a positive is that if you can bear through this and you can get to the other side there there's a, a beautiful rainbow of opportunity there and oh that, that will be there that will be there but but when i look at all this stuff and i think people people see this as doom and gloom and you know oh, dr doom and all this stuff 
this, what we're the, the variant that we're giving you, this is not opinion. This, these are just the natural and probable consequences. And what we try to do on the show is we try to just find the facts that support that position based on the logic that's there. Right. This is not me picking articles by someone named Dr. Doom because I like him. And I don't necessarily know that we're going to see a recession as bad as 1970s plus 2008. I mean, that, that sounds a little, little extreme. Yeah. But are we going to see it's some rough times? It's a bold prediction. Yeah, I think we're yeah. going to probably see some rough times. Do I think that inflation has peaked and that all's well? No. Don't buy that. Don't. That is not. That's so rosy and optimistic. That you, shout out for you for being positive. Right. But that that's just not reality. Yeah, but the. The problem with uh, with Doctor Doom is he's been a right he's been right on a lot of things. And one of the things that he did I actually looked him up was four years ago he was trashing crypto. Oh man! And crypto, if you want, if you are listening to this show and you're driving to work or you're you know exercising in the gym or you're just taking a break to listen to sexy sultry sounds of Cytomar, <laughs> I want you to think your day is not as bad. No, it, it can't be Sam. Bankman Fried. No, it, it can't be. In the span of days, it became clear that Bankman Fried and FTX were in the midst of a liquidity crunch, mm. like a lot of financial institutions. In and of itself, not necessarily a, a huge problem, but the article goes on. And a needed bailout uh, of their own. Mm. They, they needed it. Sheng Zhao, Binance's uh, CEO, also known as CZ, swept in to take over, and while exact terms weren't disclosed, it's likely that SBF, or Sam Bankman-Fried, Fried's $15.6 billion fortune will be annihilated at the hands of his billionaire rival. So let me, this, give, let me give everyone a quick little backstory for people who don't know either of these two companies. Okay? Oh, look at you. Yeah, Binance is a cryptocurrency exchange. It's known as the largest exchange in the world in terms of daily trading volume cryptocurrencies. This company was founded in 2017. Mm -hmm. The company Chris is also talking about, FTX, is also a cryptocurrency exchange founded by Sam Bankman-Fried. SBF. Yeah, SBF in 2019. And it was said to be the fourth largest crypto exchange by volume. I did some more digging and research. A lot of people in this space actually called FTX the conservative exchange current. Yeah, yeah. and SBF was, he's, I think he's 30. He's a yeah, young, younger he's guy. Young. Lives like a very Warren Buffett-like lifestyle. Has, mm -hmm. Drives an older Camry. He's not wearing like designer clothes. Certainly isn't posing in front of Lambos. He's a very conservative dude. So that he, he basically lost 94% of his net worth in a single day. Mm. Don't feel too bad for him. He's still worth a billion dollars. A billion. Yeah, but. He lost 94% in a single day. I mean, that $1 billion is not going to last around much longer. <laughs> Finishing up from the article from Bloomberg, that leaves SBF's net worth at about $1 billion, down from $15.6 billion headed into Tuesday. The 94% loss is the biggest one-day collapse ever among billionaires tracked by Bloomberg. Mm -hmm. And shit got worse the next day. Yeah. <laughs> this got worse. This, yeah, exactly. This got worse. The SEC is involved. The FBI is involved. Shit is going down. So the next day, Finance, who had a letter of interest and was looking into the the, the possible acquisition of FTX. Mm -hmm. If you want my honest opinion, this was an assassination. I think I think Binance in part did this intentionally to try to take them over, and then they got in there, looked at the books, did some due diligence. They didn't like what they saw. They saw way too much leverage. Right. They saw, in a paraphrase here, when SBF had his conference today, mm -hmm. it, some of the words that he he used to describe what he did was, "I fucked up." Yeah, I know. 
I, that I, was I, that was his explanation. I my, fucked up. I fucked up. My bad. Yeah, I couldn't. I couldn't believe it when I read that. As well. I was like, really, what what happened to the money? What where could the money have gone? So CZ Binance's CEO, yeah, pulled out of the deal and said, you know what, we're, we're we can't bail you out. We don't like what we see here. Yeah, but these are things that I would not do. They are reckless. I mean, he was pretty pointed in his public statements, and he put, backed out of the deal. Now, because of that and some other things, there's all sorts of investigations into FTX. Now, mind you, I think any of this, if this were a publicly traded assets on an actual sec regulated type exchange mm-hmm. i think a lot of this would have been illegal yeah the the, the intent by cz binance's uh, ceo and, and some of the public statements that he was making about a potential acquisition and, and subsequent right. responses afterward it, in my mind this this violates what would would be sec law but there is no sec law that applies to this because it's the wild wild west mm-hmm. and cryptocurrency isn't regulated right which poses an interesting question okay you put your thinking cap on. All right. You be the voice of America. <laughs> no, I can't be that. The voice of reason. All right. That's you. Okay. All right. There was all this scuttlebutt about regulation coming to cryptocurrency. Oh, yeah. Everybody was like, when is it going to get regulated? When is it going to get regulated? What's going to happen here? This is like the wild, wild west. There's just people out there doing whatever they blah, blah. And nobody's really regulated it yet. I know. Matter of fact, the regulators have gone oddly silent. Mm-hmm. This whole time, the only thing that we really needed to, needed to do to to show that that this was a potential problem yeah. was raise the Fed Fed funds rate, quantitative tightening, yeah, pull liquidity out of the system, and watch it collapse. Yeah, and it did. You don't need regulation. People right. are probably going to be so scared from this. This is one of the. This is the what third biggest change you said. Or fourth, fourth. It was fourth, a fourth right. It's a huge player in the Bitcoin market. Like you said, there's no regulatory oversight, no consumer protection. There's no licensure. There's no insurance. I mean, if there's ever a time for regulation, it's going to be now. And I, I don't think that you're going to need it. it. The way the way crypto is going, it, it's hard to think that there's going to be a whole lot of confidence in the players that are left. There's another exchange that today, actually, I don't even think I put it in the show notes, but let me see if I can find it. I thought this was stunning. Right. There's another exchange that halted trading today that was really popular. Let me look that up, actually, because you know what? Yeah, I don't I, remember anything anymore. I, I only this. I only knew of uh, FTX. Oh, here it is. But, um, what Breaking I, wh- news: Crypto lender BlockFi has paused all withdrawals. Contagion from Just FTX like, is playing out. Can't trust a soul out there. Yeah, I'm pretty sure you have, have similar type problems. What was interesting was Bitcoin dropped below sixteen thousand. Mm-hmm. I think it was yesterday. And after the positive, I say that in quotes, right? Um, CPI report, it ticked up 10%, mm-hmm. you know, so, but there's still all kinds of uncertainty there. And I think yeah. I remember when I first started on the show, one of the first episodes we did, we predicted, or at least I predicted that Bitcoin was going to drop below 12 grand. That was, that was back. Ah, in, you did. That was back in June. You did. We're not at 12 grand though. We're at 16. I, okay. Well, we're going to get there. We'll see. I'm just saying. Uh, well, no, hey, I mean, we'll see. It would block five's news and all this tomorrow morning. I think you're going to see some impact. I don't know if you'll see four grand drop off, but you might be close. Might be close. Mm-hmm. Wow. Um, you know, the, the shocking thing about all this is that Dogecoin didn't go to the moon, man. <laughs> <laughs> Remember all those Diamond Hands references? Yeah, yeah. I haven't seen one of those in a minute. Yeah, what, where y'all at? I have it. Where's Cupcake Hands? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Best possible cryptocurrencies. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> this, and this is why people fake me to sell crypto. Yeah. For the record, if I hit you up, 
from the, the official com. That is not or no at gmail.com. That is not me. That is that is somebody trying to scam you. I do not right. sell crypto. I make fun of it on a podcast. We haven't sold clear. anything on the podcast. Crypto will not be the first one. Yeah, crypto will not be our first opportunity in the market of selling products. Right. I mean, maybe some sweatshirts with toe hair on it or something like that. Yeah. But, but, not, <laughs> but, but not that. All right. Shall we go to Jeremy Siegel saying the uh, housing market crash will force the Fed to pivot? I don't think that's what's going to force it. But I, I don't know. I don't I, I don't buy much into what Mr. Jeremy Siegel says. Wow. How about you? Not I'm not a huge fan. Not a huge fan. I, I think I like Larry Summers more than him. And I don't like Larry he's Summers. very positive. He's like, what are we doing? Yeah. You know, the Fed's overstepping here, doing too much. But yeah, go ahead. Yeah. So Jeremy Siegel says the housing crash will force the Fed chief Powell to, quote, flip sometime on inflation and pivot. This is from Market Insider, also not a huge reputable source, but I thought the quotes in this were pretty interesting. Mm -hmm. He told CNBC Monday that Fed Chair Jerome Powell is too focused on backward-looking housing data to elevate inflation and is overlooking how home prices and rents are already declining significantly. Mm -hmm. I don't think that he is. I think he said that the cost of doing too little was outweighed by the cost of doing, or cost of doing too much was outweighed by the cost of doing too little. Mm -hmm. Almost fucked that quote up. I think that the market says he's got to flip sometime, Siegel said. You will see the light. It's just taking him a little longer. Yeah. Or maybe he knows his job and you don't. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You're named after a bird that shits it, on it everything. Does, it, okay? Yeah. It doesn't make <laughs> it doesn't make sense. How how could he not do anything? It, this problem would only continue to get worse. He added that Powell is more hawkish now than in September, but since then on the only backward looking housing indicators have shown an uptick while the more forward-looking ones show a decline. Mm. Okay, why are we looking at forward-looking indicators? That's called pro forma projections. Yeah, we don't do that. Yeah, we, we, an, we don't play that. Yeah, as an underwriter, I definitely don't play that. Do people who don't grow up in the living color generation know the homie don't play that yeah, reference? I think they've heard it. They probably just don't know where it stems from. Yeah, was it was it Marlon Wayans? No, Damon Wayans. Damon. Yeah, in yeah. clown suit. Yeah, no, people damn, man, Marlon Wayans, he was too young. Yeah, yeah, one of the wings is. Yeah, yeah. There's, there's a, lot a lot of them. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. There's yeah, plenty of them to go around. Inflation did not hurt them. Yeah. Yeah. No, no, no. They're just fine. <laughs> All right, so let's go over to our homeboy Larry Summers, who's got a very terrible photo on this. Looks like somebody punched him in his eye. <laughs> Poor guy. <laughs> it's a terrible photo. It's like he's pointing at it. <laughs> According to Business Insider, Fed may need to hike interest rates uh, to above six percent to cut inflation. According to uh, our friend Larry, mm -hmm. one-eyed Larry. Yeah. Unrelenting inflation could force the Federal Reserve to hike inflation rates north of 6%, the highest level in more than two decades, Larry Summers has warned. I will take a different tact from my friend One-Eye Willie. If you buy into the supposition that we talked about in the previous show about raising the Fed borrowing rate or the Fed rates to above what the core inflation rate is. Yes. What was the core inflation print that just came down? It was 6.6, 6.3, 6 was it? Yeah, 6 something percent. Mm-hmm. I believe that number doesn't come down or stays 6.3. Stays somewhat stagnant. Doesn't come down a whole lot significantly. Mm -hmm. He's right because the Fed's going to target increasing their Fed target rate, terminal rate, terminal right. rate to above that core inflation rate to try to draw it down quicker to the two to three percent target rate. Exactly. So I, I think uh, Larry here is the right track, wrong execution. I heard a I heard a great analogy about this too today. You know, for them to really fight this battle of fighting inflation. And to bring down this rate, it's it's no different than you know going to the gym. All right, you're trying to cut weight in the beginning. It'll be a little tough. Just stay the course, stay consistent, and you'll cut an initial amount of weight to begin with. But as you continue to cut weight, it gets harder and harder 
to cut it as you get lower and lower. Uh, easy fix for this. Mm-hmm. You're everybody testosterone. <laughs> That's what I do. How you go give stimmies? You give everybody's 110 most... milligrams. No, bro. you can't. If you give people no, stimmies... no, no, not stimmies. This is not a metaphor for cash. I'm yeah. saying give them all testosterone. Oh, actual the world is a whole hell of a lot better when you got more serotonin production coming out your brain, bro. Yeah, yeah. People just like I, honestly, like I enjoy being around you more because I'm on testosterone. Yeah, you, yeah. you, you join because I look better. Yeah, no, I don't know. Yes, uh, I don't know. Stop. Come on. Don't lie to the audience. No. <laughs> we, we've built this rapport based on trust. Yeah, yeah. Okay. There's a level you, of integrity here. There is level of integrity. Okay. When you lie. It's very awkward. No, no. But yeah, yeah so I, I, I agree. I agree with Summers and I agree, I agree with you that if it gets to that point. But I do think that I'm, I'm not there yet. But at some point, the Fed may step off their 2% target rate. of inflation. It's always been 2 to 3. Yeah, but I, I wouldn't be surprised if, they, if they're, they keep it at 4 and be like, fuck it, this is it. What? Yeah, I'm telling you. I wouldn't be surprised. It's going to be too hard to get it down. Look how much we've been doing for... for if they do, if they want to get it to 2%, this thing's going to have to get dragged out for so long. Well, yeah, man. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's hard to get it down when it's up. You know what I mean? I, I'm not touching that. What? You shouldn't touch it. <laughs> <I> should... <laughs> <laughs> this is why there's an explicit rating on the podcast. Yeah. This, this is, is yeah. why. Y'all wonder yeah. why. Yeah. So I knew who I was teaming up with. I knew we were going to get into. <laughs> is it? I'm just trying to give good quotes. It's too easy. <laughs> it's too easy. Yeah. So we can go a lot of different directions from here. You want to jump into Zillow stuff or you want to jump into? Yeah. Let's go to Zillow. You want to get Why are you Zillow? talking to me like I'm supposed to be doing? Oh, God, this is terrible. <laughs> I don't work for you, damn it. <laughs> uh, but I do. All right. According to a report by Zillow Z, which I don't even really know what that is. It's probably like some sub segment or something. A typical home in the U.S. saw its value barely inch up between September and October by 0.1%. The suggestion here is that there's been a clear, impalpable deceleration in the average home across the country. Yes. But some markets saw a lot of red. Las Vegas homes saw prices drop by 2.3%. Keep in mind, this being between September and October. Mm-hmm. Compared to the previous month, followed by Austin with a 2.2% drop. Right. According to a report by the Austin Board of Realtors in September, the area had seen closed sales fall by 18%. Yeah, that's in Austin. And right. active listings rise by 162%. And I'm be honest, as a guy who normally goes on a Zillow and looks a lot, like that's kind of like my guilty pleasure is right. going on. Seen, I haven't gone on in weeks, maybe, right. maybe even a month. Right. Some Western markets like Los Angeles and Riverside, California, saw some recovering home price values of 0.8% and 0.4% respectively. But one month of positive data doesn't form a trend, at least not yet. There's a quote here. Only time will tell if September was the nadir. For these cities, mm. the report's author, Jeff Tucker, stated. Now, unlike when we were talking about the Koch brothers and I kept saying Koch to mess with you and you didn't get it. Yeah. I have no idea what the word Nader means. I've yeah. never used that word in my no, entire life. Never used I it. just, I said but it. We know, it we know home prices have dipped on a national scale by 7%, but we know certain regions of the country have fallen 20% or so. So that's why Austin makes sense. I know they got a big boom uh, during the pandemic. Places like Phoenix, Las Vegas. I'm not surprised for them to continue to drop down. <sighs> no, I'm, I'm pausing. I'm, this is probably not something we were planning on talking about in the show. Okay. You know what else is in Austin? Who else? The girl who started the Higher Standard podcast and ripped off our brand. Oh, yeah. Yeah. That, that actually happened. It did happen. Mm. She has a trademark for fitness mm-hmm. and coaching. 
that I was well aware of when we chose the name for the podcast, but she wasn't doing a podcast. Just in health and fitness. And she's just in health and fitness. And we focus obviously on financial literacy and a bunch of other things that identified in the trademark filing. Mm -hmm. We have a trademark for the higher standard in podcasting and in video podcasting. Specifically for podcasting. For entertainment purposes, clearly not coaching people in fitness. So of course, the USPTO and all their infinite wisdom did not see a conflict in people confusing the two brands. Right. Us, a podcast, and her, a fitness coach who sells programs online. Mm -hmm. Good for you. Proud of your business. Congratulations. Yes. What does she do on Halloween this year? Mm. She starts a podcast. And she doesn't try to vary the name a little bit. Yeah. She calls it the higher standard. Yeah. Puts out one episode. And no, I listen to it. No intro, nothing. No just intro, drop, nothing. Just drop you it. know what? And good for her. Look, I, I respect anybody who wants to get in this game. I So do I. I respect anybody who who's going to try to learn it. Good for you. Mm-hmm. But you know she Googled the name or searched the name of her own show. Mm-hmm. She so, had to when she looked so, for her own reviews. Saw our name. Yeah, you had to see our name out there. Right. And at some point, you had to say, fuck these guys. Or at some point, she's like, man, they're not doing it right. I could do better. Yeah. And here's my problem. I want to be nice about this. Of course. And I hope she hears this. I hope she takes the time to listen to the show right. and understand, number one, there's a lot of effort and time that's gone into this. Well before you see us publish the show, we were working for probably a greater portion of a year before it even came out. Actually, before you even had your trademark, we were working on this show. Right. Fine. Whatever. All good. You yeah. got a trademark in your thing. We got a trademark in our thing. But it is a violation by her of our trademark. Right. I'm going to try to be nice. I'm going to try to be civil. We're going to try to work this out. Yes, we will try to be nice. But, man, I'm frustrated. Yeah. I feel, I feel disrespected. I'm trying not to be feel disrespected. I'm trying to feel like it's healthy competition. And right. Things. But the exact same name, bro. Like I, I know you think you own a trademark, which is cool. You own the word mark, but it's only for a certain space. I know. It's not like ubiquitous. You can't use it to go make like a tire brand. Like uh, this is not. This shouldn't have to get ugly. We'll just reach out and we'll say, "Hey, please step aside. Let us do this," and hopefully that just settles everything. <sighs> you know, I'm an attorney. I know. You know, asshole's part of the job description. <laughs> partially it's i'm trying i'm gonna try to be nice yeah it's very difficult for me to be nice it seems very disingenuous no, we'll, be nice. be nice. we'll be nice we yeah yeah you can be nice i'll be good cop bad cop yeah all exactly. right you're good cop and bad cop yeah of course okay just, just to be clear yeah <laughs> I, mean, I don't want you going bad cop over my bad cop and then creating a whole bad cop bad cop scenario you right. know what i mean but we did crack the top 1.5 percent on the show congratulations Woo! to you my friend i can't believe we're not celebrating you tonight. look i am celebrating i've been drinking all day yeah. it you Top 1.5% of all podcasts in the country, according to Listen Notes. Matter of fact, you guys listen to the show. You should go to Listen Notes afterward, after the show. Type in the higher standard. Pick the right one because now there's two. Yeah, exactly. And see where our rating's at. One of the shows is not rated at all. Yeah. <laughs> I don't want to foreshadow. You can guess. And one of the shows is in the top 1.5% of all podcasts in the world. And I know there's a huge, huge gap between where shows like Mind Pump are that are 0.01%, top 0.01% yeah. of all podcasts in the world. We're, we'll, we're hoping to get there one day. I might have to seduce Adam to get there. I have no problem doing that. I'll take one for the team. Oh, yeah, yeah. I'm taller. Yeah. I fit better than you anyway. No, it's it just fine. It's fine. I'll do it too. It's cool. It makes sense that it's Yeah, yeah, it yeah, yeah. It does. Yeah. And I'm, yeah. I'm hairless. And, Whatever. There's a bromance going. There is. I mean, between the two of us, that's 300 milligrams of testosterone a week. <laughs> <laughs> no, but seriously, that it, it, it's um, thank you to everyone listening because we know we only got 18 listeners, so they're listening to it. each each person listening twice a day, at least, right? I mean, someone's got to be doing multiple listens. Yeah, it's the only thing that makes sense. Although I will say, in the last episode, I swear to God, I probably listened to that part where we made fun of Yoda. 
Oh my god! <laughs> like ten times, at least ten times, like, and I cried twice. <laughs> <laughs> I almost put so him on the bad, soundboard. So disrespectful. I almost put him on the soundboard. I was so so tempted, but I didn't want to replace my favorite sound. You yeah. know, you know which one that is? Reading Rainbow. I said house prices are going to go up oh. every year for the next five years. <laughs> How do you know if you're ready to buy a house? Because if you're ready to buy a house, you need to buy now. <laughs> you need to buy now. Yeah, you need to buy now. <laughs> Which is now, now's the right time. Now is the right time to buy. I Man. might do that on one of the sound buttons too. Because let me tell you, look, look, <laughs> I know, God forbid, knowing my luck, I'm going to run into Dave Ramsey one day. And the first thing I'm going to do is walk right up to him and go, you're Dave Ramsey. And he's going to go, yeah, and you're that asshole that makes fun of me. I'm going to go, right now is time to buy a house. <laughs> now. <laughs> and, and hopefully you guys can share a cocktail together. <laughs> I'll share a cocktail. Cocktail. Oh, come on. <laughs> Why? It's easy. <laughs> Too easy. I had to take that. All right. You're going to try to talk about more money stuff? We're going to go right into the personal stuff. Yeah, let's, oh, let's go. Let's talk about Elon a little bit. There's a couple of reports out there. So did you hear, did you hear, you know, Elon laid off 50% of the staff? Okay. And then he no, said, no, no, no. Before we get here, I got to get this out of the way. Okay. Because I know what's going to happen. What's going to happen? Someone's going to fuck around and find out. And I don't want to be, I don't want to be that guy. Yeah. Chris, you are that guy that pays $8 a month. I'm paying $8 a month and I'm verified, baby. <laughs> Took him five minutes. Took me, I did. As soon as I said, somebody I know who's clearly got like three followers yeah. posted like, yo, I'm verified. I'm somebody now. I'm like, shit, I want to be somebody too. Damn. I'm trying to get verified too. But I was morbidly curious how the process works. So I, I literally signed up. You did it for the show. Research. It's show research. I, yeah. I should expense that. Yeah, research and development. I'll put that on our future expense program yeah. for our future sponsor who's listening right now thinking, these guys are amazing. How are they not sponsored? Yeah. Because we're waiting for you. Yeah, exactly. We're waiting patiently. Come on, knock on my door. <laughs> oh, yeah. We've been waiting for you. So so you're, so you're verified now on Twitter. On Twitter. It literally took like five minutes to pay with Apple Pay and then a blue check mark showed up. Mm. I was like, this is ridiculous. Yeah, I would, love it. Would have been such a good flex by Elon that you can't pay with Apple. Yeah, why? Well, it's weird. How do they even verify who you are at that point? Yeah. Like the charge came through Apple, so it's associated with my account. I'm sure there's a credit card in between somewhere. Right. That, but how does that even work? Five minutes showed up. Mm -hmm. Now, what's weird is I did notice is that like on my account, if you look on like the web browser, it doesn't mm -hmm. show the, the blue verified badge. But some other people that I know that use like the Twitter blue service, it shows oh, up. Wow. With I think it's just a glitch of my account. Like I don't really care. Yeah. But if you go, it shows a little blue check mark. And, okay. it, and the whole, here's the thing that's crazy to me is... The idea of a verified account is supposed to mean that the person with the blue badge has been verified to be that person that they're representing themselves to be. Right. Not rocket science. Mm -hmm. What happened today? Well, somebody already took advantage and created a fake LeBron James account with a fake name, had a verified badge next to their name. Oh my God. And commented there's, like about, about trades. There's always some ass. And it made the national news. No. Because it said like LeBron James like and a verified thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it, it, it took like literally one day for someone to go hee 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 and start, yeah. you know, yeah, yeah. I'm going to ruin LeBron James' day. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Because I got a verified account. And this is why Y'all people who yeah. don't have verified accounts should people. have. Yeah, what people? Who? You kind, people. What people? Who Yo, people? kind of people. Yeah, you gotta be careful. You can't be throwing that around these days. Y'all people. You gotta, you be, you gotta be very clear about who you're talking about. Oh, Democrats. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> He's joking. We're not talking about politics. Yeah, we're not yeah. talking about politics. Unless you're a Democrat, and I'm talking to you. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, man. So hey, your boy Elon, you heard that you laid off fifty percent of the staff. And then he sent out letters asking, hey, yo, can some of y'all come back? That was the best part. <laughs> it was like, they dismissed him on Friday. They're like, hey, man, I know it's Monday and y'all probably drunk and naked, but <laughs> yeah. I'm going to need you to come back. Yeah, who's going back? I love uh, At you, that point, you hear I, I, I want to know who's coming back. 
Oh, dude, did you hear the reasons why? No. Swear to God, this, are you ready? We'll play the we'll play the okay, role okay. play. This guy. Okay, we'll play. Ring, 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 ring. All right, hello. Hey, um, this is uh, Melanie in uh, HR for Twitter. Oh, hey, how's it going? Uh, yeah, uh, it's it's not going so well. Um, why? why, why? Is, there, is everything okay? Uh, no. Um, we laid off your entire group, and no one knows how to do your job. Oh. Can you come back to work? We we need you to come back in. Are you guys gonna let me go again? I don't really know. Oh, um, okay. Well, how much am I going to pay? That's the question right there. See, yeah. how, see how natural yeah, yeah, that was? Yeah, 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 yeah. It's like, if, if it was me, I'd be like, I'll come back. Yeah. I'm going to need a $50,000 bonus. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Payable up front. Yeah, yeah, exactly. You said nobody knows how to do my job, right? Yeah, exactly. It sounds like I'm a pretty cheap fix. Yeah, shot yourself in the foot. And don't worry, I know Elon's got it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> we all know his yeah. finance. He yeah. just sold billions of dollars of, yeah, of stock. He had, he had to sell another $20 million, I think it was. $20 million? Yeah. In stock, in, in addition oh, to whatever else, he just sell what like he already sold, four billion. Yeah, and he had to sell more to cover some other expense. So that's exactly what I was. If I was Twitter yeah. employee, hey, tell he, Elon to sell a couple of shares because you got to pay me a bonus. He's he's out there in the meeting now talking about how bankruptcy is not not out of the question. That was a weird thing. I wanted to be like, bro, you just sold four billion dollars of stock, and you just cut fifty percent of the, the staff. This is your company. What do you mean bankruptcy is not out of the question? Yeah, you cut fifty percent of the staff. What do you mean? Like, that's a bluff. You sh- should have cut sixty percent of the that's staff. A bluff. Bankruptcy is not out of the question. You're one of the richest men, if not the richest man in the world. Yeah. But it's not out of the question. Yeah. Look what happened to Sam Blank, whatever, SBF. SBF, FTX. FTX. Look what happened to him. Yeah, exactly. That man lost $16 billion in one day. Be, yeah, he does not want to be that guy. That's probably why he said it. He's like, shit. Yeah. <laughs> it happened to him. It happened to me. You know, there's a rumor floating around the internet, and I don't know if it's true, that you know, Giselle and her husband, Tom Brady, yeah. going through divorce. Oh yeah. The rumor was that the large majority of the six hundred fifty million dollar can't this can't this cannot be true. Was in it can't FTX. be the the a large majority large majority that was that was the statement that I saw. Now I haven't verified it. It could have been just like that you know rumor. I mean it could have been just like the LeBron James thing, like the fake account. But it looked like it was a pretty serious article. And neither of them have come out and denied it. I don't know that you want to come out and deny some shit like that. I would if it was not real. I'd be like, nah, man, that's some bullshit. Don't listen to that. We good. No, I think you come out and you talk about it if it's true. I don't think you come out and deny it if it's not true. Mm. You know, what I mean, I think I think you like play like you're like I'm <laughs> yeah. better than you, Cobb. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah exactly. <laughs> My ex-wife is Victoria's Secret supermodel, and I'm Tom fucking Brady. Yeah, exactly. I mean, you don't care, right? right. Like, you know. Yeah, you got to play. Like but if that. you do lose your money, you're like, I used to be Tom Brady. Now my name, I'll be dressed as asshole for the rest of my life. <laughs> Hey, asshole! Aren't you the guy who lost all your money in yeah. FTX? He says, "Yes, I am." So Elon goes on to say, "He's like, I want some of the revenue to be paid by the users. Like mm-hmm. almost users have to pay to get on Twitter." I'm like, "Man, get the fuck out of well, here!" Because Twitter was always at a cash flow negative, right? Yeah. So like they were, you know, this huge prolific social media platform, but they were so mismanaged. Yeah. They were cash flow negative. So he's trying to put, and I get, I get the economics here. He's trying to put as little money as possible into this and start to get it to generate its own cash flow. On Obviously, day one. yeah. Who wouldn't want to do that? Well, I mean, look, I want my blue badge. Yeah. That's all, that's, that's all I'm saying, bro. Like, look, yeah. let's go. Eight bucks. No problem. Yeah. But I'm going to be real with you. As you start looking through, there's clearly more people who have verified accounts now on Twitter. Mm-hmm. But it's not like everybody. Right. And, you know, I mean, look, good for you. I hope it brings some revenue and brings brings a solution there. But he's going to have to do a lot better with advertisers and data. And th- there's a lot there. I don't know that. This is going to be as easy as he thought it would. I don't know that eight times whatever many users they have, because again, a large majority of their users, their users were bots, right. fake, right? So, yeah, that, that's still unclear. It'd be it'd be interesting to see if he actually comes out with an updated number 
on how many users are bots? Mm, I don't know that he will. What's the value in that? No, um, I mean, I mean, he made it such a big stink about it. I mean, yeah, but now he owns it. Now, yeah. now you're degrading your own platform. But at, at this point, the reporters out there should—that should be the first question they ask him. So, how many bots are there? How many have you been able to confirm? Uh, I don't, well, he doesn't have to have public statements anymore. He's, he's a private company. Yeah, but he's always walking the streets. Someone's got to run up to him. And be like, I don't know that anyone's going to anyone's asking to quantify. And even if you're him, it's not in your interest to be like, "Hey, we had this many bots," or "This is what I've been able to." There's no, there's no value in him there. Yeah. No, I know there's no value to him, but he should be getting grills for it. Nah, I don't think you'll ever hear that number. Yeah. No, uh, no, you won't. No, I know you won't, because he knows that number is too big to report. Yeah, and I don't, I don't think, I don't think for the the near term future, even maybe the next couple of years, that he really talks about the the true user status either. I think he's got to try to have to rebuild it and keep that mystique there for a little bit. Mm-hmm. But you never know, man. Look, it could be a great platform. I, as somebody who who's gotten on the platform like the last couple of years, I'll tell you, Twitter is like weird, man. Like. If you're a celebrity, I get I get the value. You can just sit down a, like a, your own little quick like PR like live wire. Mm-hmm. It's great. But if you're like you and me, yeah, nobody cares. Nobody cares. Nobody. Exactly. Cares. I got 370 something followers on Twitter. I've been using it actively for over a year. Yeah, like nobody gives a shit about what I'm saying. Yeah. Of of all the social media platforms, though, that was the one that interested me the most back when I had no social media. Why? I don't know. I felt like I I could you know especially like as a news outlet like breaking news stuff. Yeah, but that, that's what that's why it's so manipulated, though. Like, yeah. you look at something for like it's any, even today the whole LeBron James thing, right? Like, it, it's so easily manipulated. Yeah, you could you could have a hundred thousand bot accounts all tweet out. Fake yeah, but if news you're really careful topic. with how you curate, you know, the people you follow and your feed and all that, then I think I could see there's there could be some value in that. I mean, I guess on some level it's supposed to be the, the mouthpiece, but I mean, I look at the media too, and I look at so much of that as being paid advertising and so fake. That's the one thing I've learned a lot from following some interesting. There's a, there's a lot of new pages on social media that have come out. I guess kind of pushing against this grand culture right now. Uh-huh. Like the Baller Busters page I told you that I follow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're like anti gurus. They're anti like scammers. I love the stuff that they do and too. I do too. They call out a lot of like just crazy shenanigans that are having that are out there. But it's like a guilty pleasure. Like every time they post, I'm like, oh my god, this is, oh, this, yeah, this yeah. is great because you see somebody doing some really stupid, like outrageous stuff. It's almost like Jerry Springer, but real life. Yeah, and they're calling out the BS. They're yeah. calling out the BS, but it's just so incredible how spun so much of what is out there, even in the news, is. And so Baller Busters has done a lot of stuff, and I kind of pieced. They didn't do like an exact post on this, but I've pieced it together over time, which is kind of mm-hmm. interesting. Is that so many people have different types of sponsored articles about them that are not noted to be sponsored yeah in true form if, if you're writing about somebody as, as a journalist and they paid you for it it yeah. should say sponsored article or sponsored it should it, be it's right. effectively type of ad right but so many of them don't and there's a whole like black market even this twitter thing i don't know if you heard but th- like i guess there were people inside twitter who were not verifying people's accounts who should be verified yes and they were asking for like 15 grand to verify yeah. accounts besides a side hustle side hustle right crazy and when you think about it if, if i'm getting paid let's call it like a hundred thousand dollars a year and the fact that they're getting away with that if i could get four or five of those a year yeah oh I've, yeah I've, I've made a significant amount of money under the table probably in cash or right. crypto hopefully right. not ftx uh, yeah. but you know like <laughs> true very but true you, you probably got paid and there's a huge amount of crypto people mm-hmm. on on Twitter. Like that's, that's a whole subculture there, right? Journalism, crypto, authors. I mean, they're all there, and you know, it's notable figures or two. But it, there, there's a lot of people in those spaces. Mm-hmm. So it, it's it's just kind of the whole thing's weird to me, man. 
And then, and I see these articles now and I see all this stuff that we think is news. Like even when I go on Apple news, yeah, I, I strongly hesitate before I read these articles. I'm like, man, I don't, I don't know if this is, especially when they're about somebody. Yeah. There's a lot like you'll I'll, inevitably this will happen once a week. Usually, I don't know, for some reason, the weekends. Okay. There'll be an article about somebody like an individual you've never heard of, like amassing a fortune doing something. Oh, this guy made a ton of money with rental properties. Oh, this guy, you know, before the age of this, bought all these properties. And I'm like, ah, is that a real article? Or is that yeah. like one of those suspect ones where somebody paid somebody and got there? Because why would that person be newsworthy? Because they did something, they perceived to do something at a younger age. Like mm-hmm. it just, it's, it's all weird. So, I mean, that's kind of the reason why we started the show. Right. Because right. it filtered through the, the bullshit, but, you know, it's it's hard to do. Yeah, it's hard to keep an unbiased, you know, opinion when if you're going to the same resources over and over again, you have to really make sure that you're grabbing your information from all around. Let me ask you this. Do you really believe that Democrats or somebody in the Democratic Party, and I'm only picking on them because it's funny and not because I'm, I'm Republican or anything like that. I, yeah. like, these, are all, these are all jokes. Except when we're talking about Republicans. Not yeah. serious. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm kidding. I'm yeah. kidding. I'm not kidding. I don't know. Um, <laughs> Uh, the um, do you really think someone in the Democratic Party got together and said, you know what, we know there's a very slim possibility of the Student Debt Relief Act getting all the way through to being done, mm-hmm. but if we set it up fast enough, create a website and push it out, we might get some money out. But even if it is ruled unconstitutional, it looks like we did our part. We tried to perform on our promise, and we'll get some votes. Yeah, I mean, not out of the. Do realm you think? Of, you think somebody that's not, was that's that? Not, that's. I mean, I know that's conspiratorial, but. <laughs> it's not it's not out of the realm of possibility but do you think that, i mean i'm not that's what do you think it is I mean, you really think that somebody sat down and was like you know what if we do this i mean that divisive that like manipulative do you think that there's somebody out there who, no, who's focusing think, that much? i don't think so I, I, or do you really believe they were going to push that through i think they were really trying to push that through so you don't believe that that people would be that because manipulative? It, because it was it was you know it was a 10 grand 20 grand you know Debt relief? Yeah, but hundreds of billions of dollars. Bro, you're talking about this. These are the same people that were giving out the stimmies for more. I know, but... It's just another stimmy. That's all it is. I think the stimmy thing, which is equally wrong, to be honest with you, and, and ripe with all sorts of fraud. But that Air, the Wolf Airbnb kid we talked about. Yeah. 500 something thousand, almost $600,000. Yeah, all, all or all the PPP, PPP loans? Yeah, man. Yeah. Ugh, it's terrible, but... Look, I don't think I don't think it is. I think that was a knee-jerk reaction to what we thought was a crisis like we hadn't experienced in this generation. Like, okay, fine, whatever. That's an excuse, but it is what it is. But then I look at stuff like this and I go, okay, well, let, let's okay, the Inflation Reduction Act. Mm-hmm. Is that really gonna incre- improve inflation? Maybe long term. Long term in the near term? Maybe. Depends. You know, it's like a it's like a byproduct, right? Because they're they're tackling if they're really helping energy, you know, down the road, climate. But then you, you spend 80 something billion dollars on hiring IRS enforcement agents? Yeah. That I don't get. I mean, more than half of it anyway going to, I mean, come on, man. Like, I look at some of the stuff and I think to myself, like, the rhetoric that we hear spun to us about how these things are good for us, mm-hmm. that is only one side of the story. All of this political shit has a negative, like, dark side. We don't see. No one's, if it was just a happy go lucky, great bill for everybody, there wouldn't be anything to dispute. Right. Exactly. You wouldn't need these multiple parties fighting over, yet they fight over everything. Exactly. Everything. And, you know, like the, the, we talked about it before that, you know, 10 Democrats sending a letter to Jerome Powell right the same That's day. That's not doing shit. Day before the midterms, not doing anything. Yeah. 
And if you're sending a letter, you, you got to also leak it out to everybody as a good PR move. Like, yeah, look what I so did. I'm look I'm look at me trying to like, fight for you. Come yeah. on, man. Like, this stuff isn't... It, this is so frustrating. That's, that's why, like, the last show, I couldn't do it. It was, it was so... And I think, I think looking back on it, it was because we were just ahead of the midterms and it was just so toxic and there was just so much like offsetting news designed to, to sway opinions for yes. political reasons that I just, right. I, I was like, Yahtzee, I can't yeah. do it. I can't do it. Yeah. You can, you can put a spin on, on any one of those articles that was coming out, both sides, right? Uh, yeah, it was. And it, you could t- it was visible. You could yeah. literally scroll down the page and it was articles one way or the other. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Big day tomorrow, Friday. You off. Off. Holiday. Got- what about you? Disneyland. Mm. Taking taking a little man to Disneyland. Although he was a uh, what's his favorite ride over there? Pirates of the Caribbean. Really, I, I like that one too. I like that one. I'm not a huge so like, roller coaster guy. No, I wasn't either. I wasn't either until this last time I went uh, with the family, and uh, we did one of that mountain roller coaster ride, mm-hmm. and it was Thunder at, Mountain. Yeah, Thunder Mountain. There you go. And that was my first time actually doing it too. Not to be confused with Thunder Buddy ride. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, or, or your Thunder thighs. Yeah, you uh, know. Plop, plop, plop. Yeah, that <laughs> TRT boy. Uh, <laughs> so we went on that, and it was Adam and Arya's first time doing it. And Adam got so because I sat next. Carter to Adam. loves that ride. You seen yeah. like the the trains that go around? The, yeah, Carter yeah, and it, it goes pretty fast. And there's a couple of dips, and yeah. on one of the dips, I'm, I'll never forget. Adam looked over at me. He's like, "My butt left the seat. My butt left the seat." <laughs> right? He was so excited. I'm like, "Okay, this is this is now fun again." Here's the problem for me though. Mm. Because your Hobbit size, like, it's cool for you. <laughs> I'm at, like, come for, on, man. for me, yeah. like, I can't, I can't go on a ride and pull the bar down because my son sitting next to me is gonna, he's gonna die. Oh, because I never, I never thought of that. Yeah, like when I pull yeah. the bar, I can't. Your like, stomach gets in the way. <sighs> pause, pause for emphasis. <laughs> it's because I didn't see that coming. Yeah, it, I, I, I legitimately, yeah, you walked I, right into that. I thought we were gonna do like a penis joke or something, but that that was hurtful because it's partially. It true, was meant like, to be hurtful. At the lower two of my six pack. <laughs> the lower your six pack. I, I don't got, don't I, say I, that. I, I don't, got, don't. I got like a two and a half pack. Right Come on, now you're not. You can't say that. There's two and a half exposed, and the one's kind of hiding, and the other two below it are below it, a nice. Frothy layer of insulation. Insulation. There you yeah, go. Yeah, it, yeah you're, you're, you're getting ready to hibernate. Yeah, and my belly button is noticeably still deep. Yeah. <laughs> so it's really awkward because you're cleaning it. It's the whole. Oh, dog! Come on, ew! We just lost two listeners. <laughs> um, oh, that's, my, that's my litmus test for how much body fat I have. There yeah. are people like, oh, do the pinch test. Nah, bro, belly button test. Yeah, one knuckle in, you're about twenty percent. Yeah. Okay. Oh, yeah. There you go. Two knuckles in, you dead. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, you got high blood pressure. Yeah. You need to start figuring shit out. There is an old school methodology there. I mean, it's probably something before our time, but we'll find that technology yeah. again one day. But, um, <laughs> Jesus, it's terrible. So, my wife is five foot four, 100 pounds. Okay. Right? Maybe 110 when she's like soaking wet. Mm. And so, even her, she can't get the bar all the way down to her lap if I'm sitting next to him. Mm-hmm. So, not only are my knees pressed up against everything, like, it's just not a good look for a tall person. Yeah. Right. And then the worst part about those rides where people sit between your legs, mm-hmm. like the log ride, you know what I'm talking about? Yeah, yeah, yeah. People can't fit between my legs. <laughs> you know how many times, and my wife routinely, she loves this. She'll go, No, honey, it's you're making a big deal out of your height, okay? Like, it, yeah. it's just Disneyland. Stop, be fine. Playing, stop playing victim. Like, uh, your, your thighs are not that big. Yeah, yeah. And I'm like, I can make them clap, God damn it. <laughs> but <laughs> but um, we'll get to the ride, and inevitably, this is exactly what happens. And if my son's on the ride with us, I'll sit down first and then she'll try to sit in and she'll go, oh, yeah, that doesn't work. 
Yeah. Can you get up? And then I'm that giant freak that everybody's been waiting for their wife to get between their legs. And they're like, you obviously can't fit. And I'm like, I know. I told I told her that. Uh, yeah, I, I tried. Know. I tried to avoid this. And yeah. it's just like, I, so I just try to skip the humiliation. Like, Pirates of the Caribbean is good. We can sit there. Yeah. Like, we can all wear a seatbelt or whatever we got to do. And like, you know, sit good. Get yeah, a little yeah, wet. Yeah, have yeah. a good time. Not in the sun. Perfect. That's awesome. Okay, yeah, I want to plan our next Disneyland trip, too. Uh, tomorrow, see what we'll be doing. All, the only thing we got on, on the calendar is uh, take the kids to jujitsu. So they've really, really started to get into it, and they really enjoy going. They ask it, "Are we going today?" Every day they wake up, they're like, "Are we going today?" They've been enjoying it. Um, and actually, I, could, I couldn't get farther in. Yeah, it's it, it's tough. It really, I think it really depends on timing, right? You got to know, like, you got to figure out. We kind of got lucky, but um, funny story happened the other the other day. So um, at the end of each class for five minutes, they they allow the kids to spar. Right, like really spar, like really spar, and just practice the moves that were taught earlier in the day. And like they're, the kids, they're just rolling, though they're not like no, they're rolling and, and they're just practicing the moves. And the kids that are a little bit more advanced will know like to just be playful and kind of let the moves happen, right? And let your opponent take you and roll you, and and then start over. It's not just like you know you're not trying to make your opponent tap, right? So I would love to Adam's still that. getting used to this, right? He doesn't know he he wasn't at this level yet. So for the last like couple weeks, he would and, and Arya as well. The last couple weeks, when they would, when someone would be, have them in a side mount control on top of them, they're like from the mat looking over at me like I'm stuck and confused, right? Naturally, as their dad, they're looking at me, and I've I've been going to all the classes, I've been listening, so I I know what he's supposed to do or what she's supposed to do to get out of the position. So I'll I'll tell them the name, like oh, do the bridge or. You know, do this, do that. And and then they'll do it and then they'll get over and they'll look at me and look at me a thumbs up. Well, this last class that I went to, this dad next to me did the same thing. And at the end of the class, the head coach walks over and he comes by and he talks to Des like, Hey, you can't do that. What? Right? Yeah. He, he so he got mad at him. He's like, You can't do that. I really need you to stop doing that. Right? Dad's like, Why? I'm I was just trying to help him trying to help him understand. He's like, Yeah, but you're old, you're not gonna always be there. And it's also a disadvantage to that other kid. So he didn't like that guy. No, no. And it, it made a lot of sense. And I started feeling really bad. Like, holy shit, I've been doing this the whole time. And it's true. But he, if, he never if said he can't, to you? If he, oh, he didn't catch me doing it, apparently. So, mm -hmm. so he was like, apparently he said, you know, you're not always going to be there. You got to let your kid figure this out on their own, which made a lot of sense to me. So this last class that we went to, they were actually able to mount you know, and do all the moves that they practiced earlier in the class and it was successful. So they're really enjoying it. Earn two stripes. Really? Already? Yeah, already. Jesus, that happened fast. Yeah. I'd love to get in a D and roll around with you. Dude, I'm not going to lie. I'd mess you Watching... up. <laughs> no, come on. I'd mess you up, bro. You felt the booty. I know there's a lot of ass over there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I know your weakness. No, no, no. Cookies. <laughs> no, I don't like sweets. Yeah, yeah. yeah this thickness was that was from carbs only. Well, you like sweets. I told you to bring <laughs> snacks. You brought four cookies and two protein bars. Bro, I brought you Quest cookies. All right. I listen. I, I listen to Mind Pump. Those are still cookies. I listen to Mind Pump. They said the ratio of protein needs to be above twenty five percent in order for it to be considered a protein <laughs> snack. <laughs> Who said it, Sal or Adam? No, Adam. Uh oh, yeah. <laughs> that's, that's what Adam said. That's what, that's what he said. When they break down the calories, it's got to be above twenty five percent in order for it to be considered a protein snack. I make sure I go through them. I'm like, okay, boom. I have Mac. I, have and I got you some raw almonds, and I got you unsalted cashews. Yeah, that was a random swear. When, Bro, when was I, have, I haven't been eating healthy in like two years. <laughs> I know, I can tell. It's bad. <laughs> I went to lunch today, and, and this is the, let me tell you the bad. How bad is this guy? We went, I went with an attorney, great guy. 
And uh, we were talking about, you know, client stuff. And I, I ordered pickled vegetables, which is like, okay. Yeah. And like the super doughy bread with butter, like a g- giant chunk of butter on top. Like, what are you doing, just bro? To warm, just to warm up. <laughs> just to get the party going. It, it was, it was, <laughs> it was that, Have you ever sat down? Have you ever been eating clean? And somebody comes down at the table and orders some shit like that. I'm like, damn. So we just don't give a fuck anymore. Dude, I, that was me for years. Yeah. I would bring out my scale. I would measure the food. And they'd be, they'd be like, oh, you're really going to eat that that uh, that pork, huh? <laughs> yeah, you were like, judging, Are you bro? Muslim? No, I'm just judging. Yeah, you, yeah, bro. I was you terrible. Were, you were judging. I would judge everybody's meal. I would make sure you'd be, like, you'd be like, say, you want to go to lunch? Nah, man. I already ate. No, I'm five ounces of 93% lean turkey, 100 grams of jasmine white rice, and a whole lot of sexy. But you go ahead and have your meal there, thickness. Yeah. yeah I was exactly. ruthless. Yeah. And you had all the spice game. Your spice game was on point, too. I remember. Oh, Mrs. Dash. Yeah. Mrs. Dash and some co- and some aminos. You say cocaine? Was that what no, you were saying? Uh, <laughs> a, little, a, little bit, a little bit of sniffles, you know. That's why my throat clearing is just so bad. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Post traumatic stress. Yeah, you're supposed to take it up the nose, bro. You're not supposed to eat it. <laughs> what? You put it on your tongue, everything goes numb. Then you yeah. eat in it. Yeah. It's a little trick. You didn't know that. Yeah. You could have dry chicken. Yeah. That's how you know how pure it is. Your tongue goes numb faster. Yeah. There's a lot of drug knowledge coming out in the show tonight. That is not the point. Yeah, yeah, exactly. But For um, entertainment purposes only. So today I ordered that, right? The country bread. This guy's like a skinny, healthy dude. He looks at me like I'm, when he comes out, he's like, what in the fuck? I mean, it's not like, it's like a, it's like a ton of butter on top. Yeah. I mean, it's like melting all around on the yeah. side of it. You got you all it's the like butter. It's like frosting on a cake. Yeah. All but it's the just butter. butter. They just skipped the sugar and was like, here you go. Right. <laughs> So he eat those, and then he's like, uh, and he orders like this pasta that's creamy, and I'm like, oh, he's eating some fatty. So I ordered like this spare rib and like potatoes. Yeah, yeah. Like it was huge. Yeah, yeah. Right? And then, so he eats like maybe a couple bites, and he's like, oh, I'm stuffed. And I'm like, oh, oh. <laughs> oh that's the worst. That's the worst. When you're in a fatty stage, Bro, you're like, I'm just, getting, I'm just getting started, baby. I wasn't even close. Yeah. And I, normally, I'd be like, you want dessert? Yeah. Like, let's go. Yeah. So then... <laughs> I'm such a terrible human. So then I walk across the the way to to the Italian restaurant. I'm like, we should get some coffee. Yeah. He's like, uh, really? I'm like, yeah. I enjoyed talking to you, <laughs> and I'm fat. He just wanted. He just no, wanted. I, I did enjoy talking to him. So so then he ordered because he does like the, the smart thing, like the European thing, right? He's skinny. He ordered himself a single espresso, very right. classy. Yeah, very. Classy. I ordered a fucking latte. No, you did yeah, it. Did. Come on, <laughs> vanilla, no sugar added. Uh, vanilla, no sugar added. They don't have flavors there, but yeah. I added sweetener to it. And I'm sitting there thinking to myself, like, I am, I'm, I'm fetching myself in my head the whole time I'm talking. Yeah, you're like, I can't believe this is I'm where like, I am. I'm like, damn it, you're going to yeah. be two knuckles deep now. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like, this is not good for yeah, you. You're, you're better than this. This is why your wife says what she says to you. <laughs> yeah, yeah, this is why, <laughs> this is why I say you should fat shames you. Yeah. <laughs> this is why I have to fat shame others. It's because yeah. I secretly yeah. fat shame me. <laughs> yeah, it's projecting. It was, it was so bad. And then um, I go back to the office and I sit down for five minutes. And I'm like, oh, I'm tired. <laughs> Huffing and puffing, going up the elevator. That's it was terrible. It was terrible. I went to the gym afterward. Thank God. Yeah. Because yeah. if I didn't, I would, I would, I would not feel human right now. I mm. feel, feel like a giant pork pie. Man, like it's not good. Man. Yeah. Oh man. So we calling the, the the show a wrap right now. Is that what it is? you look at the time? You can't oh, yeah, I didn't even know. Oh, we're already an hour deep, bro. Couldn't you, be, you couldn't you be comfortable and like, what we got here? Yeah, an hour and eight minutes of all of your time. Best part of your day. You're welcome, everybody. Yeah, go ahead. If you haven't left us a review by now, do us a favor. <laughs> you can't do three in the show. Come on, three. We're that's we're, just hey, cruel we're, we're arrogant like that. Come on, that's cruel. <laughs> yeah, cruel yeah, and unusual yeah. punishment. We could use it. Please help us out. Even though we are a top one point five percent podcast. One point five percent. Next up, top one percent. Yeah, let's go. Top one percent.
Do, do we call my Do we call my pump now and tell him, like, "Hey guys, you can move out of the way." No. <laughs> <laughs> like, my pump, my pump, my pump. Yeah, I need you. I need you guys to scale it back a little bit so we can get up there. That's yeah, we'll we'll listen. We'll know if Adam listens to the show if he comments on this. I'm sure he does listen to the show. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because he's got to make fun of me. Yeah, he has to. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Speaking of which, we got the new live every week. Calendar. Yeah, last one was good. Decent. Yeah, I, got I, a, got a, got a lot of good feedback. I did get a lot of good feedback. I'm trying to I'm trying to find ways to improve it. Um, I know conversation's easy, but I'm hoping that Instagram will, they have this feature they're rolling out, which is like Instagram live from your desktop, mm. which would be cool because then it would enable people to use other cameras and stuff like that that you can't use now. You, there's services that'll let you do it, but those are technically prohibited from. But the desktop, desktop cameras are not as good as the cameras on the phone, right? Oh no, way better. You can get, well, you can get a DSLR plugged into your, oh yeah, your 4k camera mm-hmm. if you're done burping anyway. Right. No. Was it like a hiccup? What are no, you doing? It wasn't, wasn't bourbon. Yeah, that was a weird thing. What were you doing? <laughs> don't you do that. Those are the mister. I'd knock everything off the table. I, don't, I still don't know what the fuck that was. What was that? Yeah. It was, it was weird. All right. Well, let's call it a wrap, everyone. We appreciate you tuning into the show. If you have not the review, you're the devil, but we still love you. Tune in next time. That's it. Just tune in yeah. next time. Oh, yeah. and when this episode drops, I think the next day we got the producer price index. Look out for that. That'll, that'll be that's a good report. To look oh, out PPI. For. Yeah, PPI. Yeah, PPI. So this interested. episode will drop on Tuesday. So on Wednesday, the next day. PPI I forgot, I forgot to mention that earlier in the show. PPI. Yeah. PPI. See you next time. Good night, everybody. I hope you enjoyed today's conversation on the Higher Standard Podcast. Make sure to hit subscribe or follow on whatever platform you are listening to this on. If you like this episode, please write a review and share it with us. You're getting the show up and running right now, so every message, every review, and every note counts. This show exists to showcase what's possible when leaders decide to uphold a higher standard for their businesses, their investments, their families, and most importantly, themselves. If you want to see more of my content, I post daily on Instagram, TikTok, and YouTube, so be sure to follow me on your favorite social media platform. And with that, it is a wrap. And as always, I look forward to hanging with you all on the next episode.